Hello there, it's Jen from People Talking People. Before we get started, I just wanted to quickly remind you that People Talking People is a part of the Wander Barn Podcast Network. And as always, we would love for you to head on over to wanderbarn.com to check out some of the other great podcasts around people, yoga, business, all sorts of great stuff over there. Head on over and see what you can find that interests you, wanderbarn.com. Today is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to be talking about reflection, and this is really something that would probably be a great conversation to be having in conjunction with Randallin, but I thought it would be fun for me to do this solo and then to challenge her to do the same. So you will see following my podcast, a separate podcast from her on reflection, where we just spend a little bit of time independently talking about the value of reflection and what it can do for you. Now, hopefully we will both bring a little bit of a unique perspective to the conversation, which is something that always makes them a little bit, you know, more exciting and fun to listen to. But who knows? Maybe we'll have the exact same thing to say. Either way, I hope that you have some takeaways that are good for you and you find a way to do reflection that feels good for you. So with that said, I'm going to segue right on in. And I will tell you right now, one of the big themes of what you will hear from me is around literally what I just mentioned there, finding a way to do it that feels good to you. That is a key. I personally am not a big journaler, um, and I'm not really a very big reflector in a traditional sense. A lot of people, when they think about reflecting, they have a tendency to think about sitting down with your journal, spending 15 minutes, writing a bunch of stuff, maybe answering some questions, it just doesn't work that way for me. It looks very different for me. And I always feel like with reflection, when I mention to my clients, you know, you need to reflect, they're like, oh, you know, big sigh, like, great. What does that mean? How do I do it? When do I do it? What does it look like? The whole point is really just that you pause in a moment and take a look back and kind of figure out, you know, what are your lessons learned? What are the key takeaways? What went really well? What was important to remember about this conversation? So reflection can be utilized, sure, as like a growth opportunity. It can be utilized as a way to celebrate wins and successes. It can be way used to kind of recognize our failures and learn from them. But sometimes it's even just sort of pausing in the moment to just remember even just what happened and do I want to remember this moment? Uh, I can always think of a couple of key times in my life where we've gone to like a cool event or, um, you know, went and did some sightseeing or a good hike or, you know, something along those lines, something where it's like getting out with friends, family, maybe there's nature event, whatever it is. And then afterwards, like on the drive home, just talking about, wow, that was great. Here's why it was great. And just kind of diving into just an out loud verbal reflection of what was really cool about that. I personally find value in that because for me, it helps me to remember the event. I want to be able to look back and go, oh yeah, in 2000, we went on this really cool mountain bike ride to the top of Tiger Mountain. And then when we went down, there was that one spot where I almost fell over the cliff. You know, I want to be able to remember those crazy moments. And really the only way for me to do it is to go back and sort of reflect in that moment. I know for me, I'm also one of those people where if I write some things down, it has a tendency to sink in a little bit better. As a matter of fact, when I write um, notes with my clients, like when we're just having normal client calls, the notes are not really for them. The notes are truly just so that everything that they are saying is sinking into my brain deeper. 
Um, I so rarely go back and read the notes that I wrote. You know, I might have a couple little starred spots where I will send an email recap of something that they said was actually an action they were going to take. But those notes are typically just so that it sinks into my brain at that very moment in time when it is occurring. So for me, I like to use reflection as a sort of a memory booster so that really great events and activities in life I can go back to and remember at the drop of a hat um, or just in the moment when someone is telling me something that's really important. If I write it down, it sinks in a lot better for me personally. So I use it as a little bit of a memory tool and that's probably the vast majority that I use it. Um, But again, we're all different. The ways we, the ways we use it, why we use it and how we use it is different. Uh, The other piece of reflection that I just want to touch on before kind of moving off into the next kind of component here is that, you know, I mentioned this at the beginning, it really does look different for everyone. So I'm going to walk through some examples of ways that has been successful for clients of mine, friends of mine, family of mine, some of it for myself. But the idea is I want to give you kind of a wide variety of different things to be thinking about. And I want you to just feel a little bit of a challenge, A, to try something new, but B, also to push back. I mean, I know I'm not literally right in front of you and you can't be like, no, Jen, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) But I want you to kind of, you know, mentally push back. And if you know something will not work for you, that's okay. But if it's not going to work for you, what will? So find a way to challenge yourself to try something that's new. Find a way to challenge in the sense that you're pushing back on what's not going to work. Because I don't want you to just do this because somebody said, I should, right? You need to do it because it's the right thing for you and you're going to get what you need to out of it. So I've kind of already mentioned this a little bit, but with reflection, it's like, what are we going to get out of it? So are we going to maybe get some memory? Are we going to get a recap of what went wrong? fears, uh, failures, you know, anything that's just sort of like essentially the the bad. We can think of a little bit of the, the bad, like going back and thinking about what was bad that we want to change. How could I change this behavior for next time, right? So that reflecting a little bit on that kind of bad, negative fear, failure, et cetera, fill in the blank, not that fear is bad, but the things that feel like not like wins basically, right? If we reflect on some of those, then we can kind of be thinking about, well, how could I change this for the future next time? What would I do differently if it's a situation where I know I want to show up in a different way? So again, reflecting for memory, reflecting for change of some sort. Reflecting to celebrate success is the last piece. And this is something that Randolyn and I have talked about on previous episodes. Go back and find our Celebrating Successes podcast if you want to kind of dive into that a little bit deeper. But this is another great reason to use reflection so that you can really sit here and go, what has gone well for me today? What has gone well in the last week? What are those wins for me over the last week? What are those wins over the last month? Hey, how about the entire year? Like right now, I'm recording this at the end of 2020. By the time you listen to it, you know, you could, we could be deep into 2021. But the point is that you're going to pause, take a breath, take a look backwards and go, what is this duration of time that's important that I want to reflect on? Whether it's a day, a week, a month, a year, doesn't matter. But how can I kind of think back on all the things I've done really well at and celebrate those successes? We kind of talk about this a little bit in the Celebrating Successes episode, but that is really important because, A, we just often don't give ourselves enough credit. Like, we just don't. We don't give ourselves enough credit for the things that we do. And if we kind of just keep moving through life constantly without thinking about the things that we're doing well, we'll kind of forget that we did any of them. 
we really do. You know, think about work in a work setting. Um, I used to work at a very large corporation. I used to work at Boeing. You know, we would do our annual review. Some of my managers were really great and sit us down and we'd have, you know, monthly or quarterly discussions related to our reviews that I would know kind of how I was progressing throughout the year. Most of the time, it was just all done at the very end of the year. Like, here we are, time to sit down and review what you did for the whole year. And for me, that was so hard because I just, at the time, was not very good at reflecting or taking notes on the things that I'd done throughout the year. I would have to literally pull up my calendar and go back and look at January, February, March. What did I even do? What meetings did I go to? What projects was I working on? Like, I could not remember. So unless I had done a process of reflection or written that down, I would have never been successful at that. So that, is, to me, is a great lesson to learn probably pretty early on in your career that it may not feel super natural is to start writing down all those things that you're doing regularly. And I really do think it helps from a career standpoint for your own growth and development. It helps for those annual reviews, helps for the conversations with your leader and manager, career development, all that kind of stuff. But this segues and bleeds over into real life as well so that we can sit back and go, you know, wow, our our children accomplished the following things this year with my support or wow, I really wanted to be able to run a farther distance. And I learned to do that. I wanted to read 10 books. I read eight. That's something to celebrate. Like, how cool is that? So, so often we get focused on the bigger goal and we forget all the little journeys, steps and successes that we had along the way. So that reflection can really support and help with that. Okay, so that's a little bit of like the why to do it and some of the reasons that I feel like it brings a lot of value. Let's talk a little bit about how you can do reflection. Now, I've mentioned this, that there are a lot of different ways you can do it. A lot of time just verbally is really great. So whether that's, you know, you're driving home from work and you're just literally talking out loud to yourself, that can be helpful. If you have a a partner, a friend, a peer, someone that you did an activity with, you can have a verbal conversation together to reflect in the moment. You can get together as like a staff, think like from a team meeting setting and a staff meeting setting. You can get together as a group and talk about, okay, um, what are all those things that, you know, we did really well on in this big project, for example. So a lot of people will do postmortems, if that's a familiar term to you, to sit down and talk about, hey, we just went through a couple weeks worth of this project. What went well? What are we going to do next time? You know, some of these types of things. Similarly to this, an exercise that I've been suggesting to a lot of my clients to do is simply just call it a start, stop, continue. What are some of the things that I want to start doing in the future? What are the, some of the things that I want to stop doing right now? And what are some of the things that I would like to continue doing the things that are working really well right now? So you can do this for yourself. You could do it related to um, your whole team. You can do it related to a project, to a meeting, to a task. It can really be utilized in connection to anything. It's a, a bit of a deeper reflection than some of the other ones that I've mentioned thus far, but a really good tool resource, especially from like a team standpoint, if you have a larger group of people that you want to review a project or something with. Okay, now on a little bit more of that individualized scale, so kind of getting back to some of that individualized ways to do the reflection, I suggest to people all the time to just try some different things out and see what works best for them. The reason I say that is because I will tell you right now, everyone truly does have a process that works for them that may not work for everyone else. Find a time of day that you really like to reflect. So some people are really fresh in the morning, so they like to use their morning time for reflection. I find myself to be a little bit of the opposite. So I'm really fresh in the morning, which means 
I like to hit the ground running. I go to the gym, you know, I hop on the computer, get as many emails done as I can. I meet with clients as early as 7.30 in the morning. So like I am all about taking action and getting work done super early in the morning. And then I save my sort of reflection and recap on the day for the afternoon, because to me, it feels like a really good way to wind down and end my day. I don't feel like I need to have that sort of strong energy for the reflection. I need to save that reflection for the time when maybe the energy is petered out because I've done all the activities that I want to do. But the point being, figure out a time of day that feels really good for you. I often tell people, you know, it could be part of your morning routine. It could be lunch just because you have a natural break where you're sitting down and you have a moment. It could be the end of your workday, which is a really great way to kind of put a stamp or a seal on your workday, especially if you're someone like myself who is working from home 100% of the time. It kind of helps to draw a little bit of that line. So instead of there being that gray area between, am I done with work? Am I going to the house now, even though I'm already at the house? It sort of really just puts the stamp on the day. So it kind of puts that hard line and say, okay, I'm reflecting. And once I'm done, like the computer gets shut down, I leave the room, close the door, you know, I'm done, that type of thing. The end of the day, as in right before bed, is another great time to do it. It kind of depends a little bit on, you know, not only again, where your energy and what you would like to kind of be, um, how you'd like to be using kind of that um, drive that you have throughout your day. But it also does depend on specifically what it is that you're reflecting on. Meaning if you're reflecting mostly just on work activities, then maybe it is that end of that work day that's good for you. That's kind of, again, for me, that's the big one that I need right there because it helps to put that stamp on the end of my work day. But if you're someone who wants to do reflection on your entire day, then maybe those bookends, like meaning right before bed or first thing in the morning are better for you. So it does depend a little bit on what you want to be reflecting on as well. Okay. Now let's talk about frequency. Here's another one. People ask, well, how often am I supposed to do this? I would say as often as you can is always the best answer, but you also need to be realistic and practical. So many people will reflect daily. I personally cannot do it daily. If I tried to do daily, I would get overwhelmed and I would end up not doing it all, which has the exact opposite of what I want to do. Because again, I know the value of reflection and what it does. So therefore, I'm going to make sure I'm doing it at a frequency that feels good to me. I will try to get two or three in per week, but my goal is always to reflect at least once per week. Now, I do a couple things that have, where I have almost like I call them mini reflections, and that's really just more in the management of my own to-do list. So, it, and I think we mentioned this on a previous episode when we were talking about to-do lists, but at the end of my workday, I like to kind of go in and write down what are some of the things that I accomplished and what are the things that I want to be focused on tomorrow. And that tomorrow list is really sort of setting the tone for how I'm going to accomplish my day the next day. I circle the top priority so that I know, okay, no matter what, this is the one thing that I've got to get to, that I've committed to, that I need to get done. So I'm going to do that one thing the next day. So I do a small version of that every day, that kind of to-do list mapping. And then for me, because I'm doing that, I find that the less frequent reflection is not a problem because I've already kind of gone down and, you know, throughout the week sort of noted what are some of those accomplishments and what are the next day's focus. Because I've done that, the reflection that I need to do at the end of the week is much smaller because all I have to do is go back and look. Yep. That was the stuff I did. Cool. Next week, I'm going to do the following. All right. Now I can kind of really sit down and celebrate some successes. Like what were the big things that I really accomplished or why was this week a good success for me overall? What is it about this week that I want to remember 
for the future. So then I can spend a little bit of time doing some of that, that deeper reflection. So be kind of messing around with that timing a little bit as well. Does daily feel good to you? Is it a couple times a week? Is it once a week? Most people won't do it just on the once a month type scale. I do feel like, I mean, I don't know about you, but I can barely remember what I had for breakfast yesterday, let alone what I did, you know, two, three, four weeks ago. That's just such a long stretch of time, especially in the world these days. So monthly is a little bit of a challenge. um, But if you're doing just like really, really big, big, big reflections, then once a month is fine, or even once a quarter. The idea is that you don't want to get to the end of the year and be looking back going, I have literally no idea what I accomplished this year. You know, you want to have some either memory of it, which you're most likely going to have if you're doing some of this level of reflection, or you're just going to have a great list from when you've been kind of doing some of these reflections in the past. And you can grab that, review all of it and kind of go, oh, wow. Yeah, I did do that in January. I did do that in February. I forgot about those things and have that you can utilize as a tool or resource. So this is a great segue into kind of then what it looks like. Um, I'm mentioning you're hearing me say things like you can go back and review it. So the point being, although I've mentioned a couple times that the verbal reflection can be really nice, spend some time writing some of this down, taking these notes down. This means it could be a summary of the reflection that you did. Like if you did do a verbal one, you go back and you just kind of take some notes. Um, It can really be whatever works for you. Some people are big writers and they like to just write full sentences as if they were talking out loud when they're doing the reflection. Um, Some people like myself are bullet pointers. I just know that a bullet point is all I need. And sometimes it's even just one or two words. Like it doesn't have to be a complete beautiful sentence and paragraph. That's not the point. For me, it's just getting down enough words that I have a recollection and a memory of what occurred. I have enough information to sort of celebrate successes and to learn from any mistakes that I made and move forward. And that's it. So it can be as elaborate, you know, you can sit down and be a free writer and just stream of conscious, whatever comes out of you just comes out of your pen. Um, You can be a really structured and organized journaler, meaning you had different sections where you write different types of information. Um, You can be a question answerer. If you're someone who really wants kind of that prompting or probing like a coach would provide. Um, If you aren't working with a coach, you can just go into Google and type something like, you know, great year-end reflection questions, great weekly reflection questions. Um, What will my coach ask me? You know, something along those lines, but Google's your friend. Go find some questions out on Google and see if you can utilize those in your reflections as well, especially if you're getting stuck and you don't really know what to ask yourself or what to do or to say. That's a great way to, to do that as well. Um, so be creative, right? The, the point really here is that it doesn't have to look specific. I mean, I, so often I'll tell people, oh, you know, do you do any reflecting or journaling? Oh, oh, they start grumbling. No, no, no. And then I say, well, it'd be a great activity for you to get to start doing. Oh, grumbling. Oh, no, no, no. I just don't have time. I'm like, well, hold on. Let's, let's talk about this. It doesn't have to be a strong activity that takes a lot of time. It can be just a couple minutes. It could be some bullet points. Um, it could be you talking out loud when you're driving home from work. Like the whole point is to just spend a little time in that moment, not to be consumed by what it looks like, how you're doing it. No one's going to see this information anyways. It's really just for you. You know, it's really just for you. Okay. So just want to circle back to a couple key things in there. Cause I think that if you've 
ever kind of heard this term reflection or journaling, either one, gotten nervous or been like, wow, that would be a super waste of time. Or that sounds like a great activity that someone who's really on it does, but not someone like me. Like if you've ever been finding yourself saying any of these things, I just want you to remember this is your opportunity to design something that works for you. You can be really creative with it. It does not have to have a specific structure. You can have a certain time of day that you do it that feels best for you. The frequency of how often you do it can be really whatever's best for your schedule, daily, weekly, monthly, etc. What it looks like, stream of conscious, answering questions, bullet points, again, whatever feels good to you. And the big theme around all of this is just do what feels good to you. But at the end of the day, we want you to be learning from what's going on, setting yourself up for success in the future so that you can, you know, move forward in a way that's possibly better than you were previously or before. Um, And then maybe even just taking some time to uh, celebrate those wins, you know, recognizing like, hey, I have accomplished a lot of things, giving yourself some space to sit with that and be comfortable with it, excited about it, um, and, and not just sort of rushing onto the next thing, which is so often what happens. We just get to this point where we just keep rushing onto the next thing. Great example I'll use as I kind of recap us up and sort of wrap up. I was talking to a client the other day and she just graduated, um, with her master's degree. And I said something like, so what's next for you? And for me, that really just meant, um, what's kind of the next steps? What are the, some of the things you're focused on in 2021, you know, not trying to put too much pressure on the goal, but she had the perfect response. And she was like, you know, what's next is for me to just sit with this for about two to three weeks. She's like for two to three weeks, I am just going to sit and remind myself that I completed this master's. It was really hard. It took a lot of time. I don't even know exactly what I'm doing with it, but I'm happy that I did it. I'm proud of myself and I want to sort of reward and recognize that. And I don't want to just be rushed to moving on to the next goal, the next activity and the next task. And I was just so proud of her to just kind of have that moment where she said, Hey, I'm going to celebrate myself. I'm going to share it with others and celebrate with others. Um, but I am not going to be rushed onto the next thing, which is just the opposite almost of what we as Americans are always doing. We're sort of rushing and running off to the next thing. What's the next goal? What's the next task? What's the next look forward to look forward to look forward to look forward to, which is so hard in this COVID world, but that's what we're used to. Right. And we're always moving forward. So who said you can't just stop for a minute and live in the moment and be thankful for whatever you've just accomplished, proud of something that you just achieved and really celebrate that and live with it for a while. I don't know who said it, but whoever they were is crazy. I think it was a great thing. And I'm so glad that this client sort of not only brought that to my attention, but leaned into that for herself as well. So the next time you find yourself maybe pushing really hard for the next thing, push back on yourself and challenge yourself to just take a brief moment where you just say, hey, maybe I'm going to live in this moment and celebrate what's going well for me. What are some of my wins? What are some of my accomplishments? What can I be thinking about right now that's not the next thing? And just sit with that for a little bit and see how it goes for you. All right. Well, I hope that this reflection conversation has been helpful for you. Uh, If anything, I want you to just take away from this that you're going to challenge yourself a little bit to figure out 
what it might look like for you to do just a little bit more reflecting, because I really want you to see and understand the value that it brings. And maybe if you try it out and kind of reflect on your reflection and recognize that, hey, there is some really some good positives to this. There's some reasons to keep doing it. It will allow you to sort of have that energy to continue to do it moving forward, but then also to continue to refine it and figure out what works best for you. Like I said, there is no model. There's no script. Um, The only thing there is, is that you just do it. That's it. So with that said, really appreciate you tuning in to talk a little bit about reflection. I hope you enjoyed my perspective. Next up will be Randall Lynn's, and that'll be fun to kind of get her perspective. Um, the reasons that we both have learned to reflect over the years uh, are different for both of us. So it'll be really great to see the differences between what the two of us have to say. In addition to, and we mentioned this a lot, but our age differences as well with me being twice of Randallin's age, it's just a good perspective to have that little bit of of, hmm, that's interesting how different it can be between two people. So hope that you'll enjoy her discussion uh, next week as well on reflection. And just a quick reminder, please head on over to wanderbarn.com slash people talking people to learn more about the podcast. And then as mentioned before, feel free to check out some of the other great podcasts that are in the network as well. Have a good one. Please go and do some reflecting, maybe even right now, you know, go get out a a pretty pen and your favorite journal and just spend a moment reflecting a little bit on this podcast and what you learned and what you're going to do going forward. Have a good one. This episode of People Talking People was produced and edited by Jermaine McClellan, aka the Afrocentric Jukebox.